Hi, and welcome to the Campus Outreach Memphis podcast, where we want to help you navigate specific relevant topics as you walk with God in college. I'm your host, Megan Rintoul, and today we're going to be talking with one of my good friends, Zach Shipley. Hey, Zach. How are you doing, Megan? Good. How are you? Doing well. Shipley has been on staff with Arkansas State University for... Three years now. Three years. Ship, do you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you went to college, what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I am from originally Louisville, Kentucky. Um, got to go play football at Murray State. Got to um, become a Christian while I was there. But most importantly, besides that, is I met my beautiful wife, Sam. Um, so I've been a Christian now for a little over six years. I've uh, been married for a year and a couple months now. And like I said earlier, um, third year on staff at Arkansas State. Sweet. Definitely married up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but cool. All right. Well, um, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Today, we are going to be talking about what it looks like to walk with God through difficulties or unwanted circumstances. So, Shibley, can you tell us a little bit about what your experience in walking through hardships, maybe in the season or a specific time in your life, and kind of what that looked like? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, one thing that we're all accustomed to right now is this idea of walking through things that are hard. And especially as believers, what we know to be certain is that we're going to continue to walk through hard things. I think one thing as a Christian, early Christian when I first became one in college, was I realized that all these biblical heroes I had all had really tough lives. And most of them at some point either died for their faith or um, had really tough experiences. And so I very early on, I understood that the Christian life, yes, that Jesus calls us to come and live, um, but he also calls us to come and die with him as well. Mm-hmm. And so in this season, obviously with the quarantine and COVID, we are um, just accustomed and aware of death and trial, probably more prevalent than we ever have been. Um, specifically for even my personal family, this past year, my mom has been battling breast cancer, which has been a just a really big blow to our family because it's the first probably thing to our immediate family that really hit. Obviously, all families have been battling different things, but for us, uh, and me being so close to my mom, that really rocks my world. I mean, along with other things, as, as you grow as an adult, the more people you meet, the more ministry you do, this, the reality of the, how broken and sinful the world is and the burdens that people are bearing at all times is just really weighty. And so I think there's a, there's a lot of things right now, and we can ask a lot of different people, and they all could tell us something um, that they're really walking through right now. And even asking the question, God, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how I've really begun to pinpoint um, when, what is suffering, what are trials. It's really any time that something happens in our life or in someone else's life and go, God, why would you let that to happen? I think God has a really cool kind of plan for all of that. Yeah, man, I think one— Thank you for sharing that. And I think, too, I agree with you. I think sometimes we think of suffering and trials and we look at people in the Bible and it seems like these big, great things, which which can be hard to compare our circumstances. But the reality is, is that we all are constantly fighting through these difficult things, especially right now in the midst of coronavirus and 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 whatever it might be and whether it's clearly family illnesses and things like that. And so... And obviously being close to your mom and close to your family, like what, what does that look like even as you became a believer in college and then even now after walking with God for a number of years, like what does that look like and how does that look to really embrace and walk with the Lord amidst difficult things? Yeah, I think, like we said earlier, that this has been God's design from the beginning. Whether we look through the Old Testament or the New Testament, 
when we when someone comes into a relationship with God, they can expect to walk through hard things. Mm-hmm. But God, specifically throughout the Scripture, speaks to that, um, and just this whole perspective shift of looking past my circumstances and looking to a greater hope. And for me, it's, it's just been a constant perspective shift of not looking at myself, but looking to God and um, in the hope that is found in Christ. I think one, one thing that we get to tap into as believers is that we do get to have hope. Mm-hmm. That someone who is not in Christ, someone who is living separate from Him, doesn't get to have much hope. It's only as far as they can go. But hope for us, for those who are in Christ, gets to be in God, that He's going to make all things new one day. And what also gives me just a lot of faith is, if we look at the Scriptures, trial and tribulation and suffering and all those hardships are the way God chose to mature us. Um, God in his perfect wisdom and design created different ways. And he could have picked whatever way he wanted to mature us and grow us as believers. And for whatever reason, he picked suffering and trials. A passage I, I look to often is in James 1 that it really talks about how count it joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that it may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so we see here um, in Romans 5, 3 through 5, also talk about this, how God's going to allow things to happen, mm. but it's, it's because we're in Christ that we actually get to rejoice. Mm. And we rejoice because we know God's actually in it. Mm. And that's actually really comforting to know that, God, why are you allowing this to happen? It's, well, it's, it's for your good, and I'm mm. actually doing something in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we could go through many other passages of, of Romans 8, where all things work out for those who love the Lord. And I think the last one that gives me a lot of hope as well is Joseph. In his life in Genesis 50, yeah. um, he used to look back at his brothers and say, I mean, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And that has been my just promise through all these different trials in my own personal life or with students or friends or whoever it is. I mean, right now, it just only seems like it can be for evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we know to be true about God is, I mean, if we're in Christ, it is for our good. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it really is this perspective shift for me. I go, man, if I'm going to this. I'm probably right in God's wheelhouse of what he's doing in my life. I mean, all he wants it to do is draw me closer to himself. Gosh, what? I don't know. I think that is so encouraging. Even just for my heart to hear of that, the Lord is really saying, and, and even specifically in that passage in James, of when you face trials mm-hmm. and, and what you were saying there, Ship, of like, man, the Lord has ordained it in our lives that we would face trials and how much more intimately you have and and all of us get to experience Christ amidst those sufferings and amidst those trials because we get to image Jesus in that Mm -hmm. and, and how we draw near. And so, man, I think even what you just said can be such an encouragement to us of knowing, having that perspective that we're going to face trials, Mm -hmm. but, but the blessing that comes through the endurance of the trials. And so, man, I think just even to, to kind of, wrap things up and, and hear just what, what are some things in that as you've, as you've clinged to the Lord and as you have, you know, even spoken to your wife and to friends and to other people and, and walked through this season, which you're still really in the midst of, mm-hmm. how have you maybe applied things from circumstances before or how do you think even even the things that you're enduring now you can apply to the trials that you face later down the road? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that the Lord has been gracious just to show me in the scriptures is the fact that 
joy um, in our life is not circumstantial. Mm. I think for all of us, uh, especially for me growing up, we can relate to if things are going well, I'm happy. If things are going yeah. well, I, I feel good about myself yeah. or I'm on top of the world. And as soon as things go bad, then our whole world comes crashing mm. down. And just this idea that when we're apart from Christ, we're just completely dependent on our circumstances. But yet if we're in Christ, I mean, the greatest need I have has already been reconciled. I'm, yeah. I've already been redeemed. I'm I'm in God's presence. I'm with Christ. Mm. Therefore, everything falls under that. Mm-hmm. And if everything is under that, then at my core level, I'm good. And I think that is what has given me so much hope is I have the very thing I need most. Mm. Uh, man, does that mean that things don't hurt and, and things are hard right. to walk through in the process and we still ask God why? Absolutely, those things are there. But my core need is met first. And I think what's really cool is you see this throughout the scriptures, but even as look at the life of Paul, a guy who walked through so many different hard things, either spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, but yet he always seemed just immovable throughout mm-hmm. the whole time. Whether you look at 2 Corinthians 4, when it talks about how um, outwardly he's wasting away, but inwardly he's being renewed. Or Philippians 4, where he's talking about, I've, I have much at times, and I have nothing at times, but either way, I'm good. I'm, I'm content. Or St. Corinthians 11, he's just walking through this all the, tra- uh, the tragedies in his life and the, and the physical sufferings, but yet he's going, but yet in all that, I can actually identify with Christ mm. more because of my suffering. And so I think this looking at the life of Paul has been one of the, the greatest encouragements to me is the fact that what a believer gets to do that no one else gets to do is respond when it, the response doesn't make sense. It's, mm. I get to respond in joy actually live out of joy when nothing in my world around me make, should make me have joy. Um, we get to respond in the ways that, honestly, are a privilege that the mm-hmm. unbeliever doesn't get to have, that a, a person that's not in Christ doesn't get to have. And how sweet that is, that, that God would love us enough and redeem our life and save mm-hmm. us, that now our joy is not circumstantial. And so I think that's just a, a thing that I reference often and which is really long for my life mm-hmm. as I continue to grow, still obviously very young, but to continue to grow, knowing that more trials and, and more things are going to come. But because I'm in Christ, my joy is going to be constant. And just like I said, I, what I think about often is the, the gospel heals my greatest need. Mm. Therefore, everything under that is okay. And really rehearsing that over and over in my head, man, makes my heart at peace. Man. Chip, thanks so much for just sharing that perspective and really encouraging us to find our deepest satisfaction and joy in Christ and knowing when we're truly believing that then the trials or things that we face really pale in comparison mm-hmm. um, to who he is. So thanks so much. Appreciate Absolutely. I enjoyed you sharing it. today. Thanks.